1: Oh, it's Friday! Celebrate and rejoice, my children. It is time to nerd out on all of the things that better our lives. We have some really fun stuff to nerd out on today. A TV that will change your life and possibly your decorations. We have some really fun stuff that we've been uh, consuming, by the way. Lots on our honk list, so you may want to consume this stuff, so we'll give you our thoughts on those. Plus, this is your dose of positivity and fun to end your week right. You got a message. Yeah, and I can open it. Could be important. Yeah, I think the last two I got were important. First one was from my wife, Telling me she's leaving. Second one was from my lawyer, told me he was leaving with my wife.
0: Aye-ya. yeah, uh, that is bad luck. But grandfather say it never rained every day. This is good news. Guarantee. Tea. I bet you lunch. Okay.
1: You are fired. Let's rock it. Yeah. Welcome back to The Real Brian Show. I should not be singing, dude. It's terrible. This is horrible.
0: Yeah. Save yourself. Save your voice. Yeah, well,
1: it's true, man. I've been (laughs) screaming at all the games lately because, you know, you're, you're masked. And, of course, I'm double masked. Because, you know, I don't trust any of these people, you know, I mean, I want to, but it's like, I don't know what these guys have chosen for their lives. You know, they made poor. Anyway, the point is, you if know, and then- if
0: you don't, if you're not
1: suffocating, it can't hurt. Go ahead. I, I know. And you know, and it's, it's like 400 decibels in there and everyone's like, Hey, so how are you? What's new? And I'm like, they're like, what? I'm like, dude, I'm losing my voice. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but I just can't, man. I'm screaming constantly. So here are my voices now. Like, it's terrible all over. Cancel. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, but hey, you know, Speaking of. we're here, and see good and bad. I like, welcome! I like. Well, Captain, I gotta tell you, man, uh, we, we I'm sad we weren't here last week. I'm wondering yeah. if anyone yeah. even noticed. I was kind of curious. Like, we just weren't there, and if people were just, like, going on with their busy lives, and all of a sudden, like, wait, where No, where, where was the Rob Ryan show? I don't think anyone noticed. I don't, shh. Sneaky, they noticed I, No,
0: they did sneaky, notice, and they, then they went, Uh
1: <laughs> it's okay. Like, eh, whatever. We don't care about those two idiots. We're not
0: here for you guys anyway. We're here for just the... We're just here for us. That's so, all mean. we care about. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are
1: we even talking... Why are we looking at you? I mean, I should just be looking at myself right now. Let's at a mirror like, ooh, you're looking good. No, I'm kidding. This is terrible. Yeah. Narcissistic bastards. Wait. That not us, not us, no, we're no, not. not us, no, hey, <laughs> so there is a very important reason as to why we were not here last week, though, unfortunately, so, Captain? couple, a couple important reasons. Well, yeah, actually, uh, there were a couple.
0: For my part, my sister-in-law died of COVID suddenly last week, so. Yeah. Um,
1: and it was the day yeah, we were going to record awful. the show, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, we, I mean, that was one of the reasons, um, and then, she was only 40 years old, by the way. She did have a lot of comorbidities. Um, She wasn't very healthy. She had diabetes. She was overweight, uh, et cetera, et cetera, taking a lot of pharmaceuticals. But I don't think, I don't even think she was symptomatic. And then it just took her. So like she had a stroke keeled over. Wow. Yeah. One of those. So, Uh, and then you were having kind of a rough week, right? I mean, you were getting behind on stuff and.
1: It was a busy week as it
0: was anyway. And I got to tell you, last week was probably
1: one of the worst weeks I've had in a long time like uh, like yeah. really bad a lot of um I don't even want to get into it. I really don't even want to get into it. I don't want to bring right. anyone down. It was it was bad. It was probably one of the bottom of the barrel type weeks and uh I was not in a good place and you know, it's worse when you're I don't know. It, I mean, doing a show would have been good cuz it kind of brings you out of it sometimes, not but true. also sometimes you don't want to broadcast that because you know, you just don't need to. It doesn't it doesn't do anyone any good.
0: Right. Exactly. Yep. So we 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 went past it. We flowed through it. Yep. Water under the bridge, out to sea, and now we're here. And that's right, man. Ready to rock. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you something that is exciting right now because it is you know obviously November. Well, if you're listening to this, you know down the road you don't know that it's November, but it is November. Well, but they know now. They know now. Yes. And uh, there's some really cool things that go on in November. You know, of course, I love sci-fi November, but when the leaves finally fall off the trees fully, you know, and you're just like, okay, now it feels like November. We have so. I think some of you know that I'm into scents as in like s c n s c e n t s <laughs> s <S-C-E-N. laughs> c n spelling's hard s c e n t s you know I actually want a spelling bee when I was a kid but man it's been a long time so you know smells ah you know that's what I mean some of you're um, like you know what do you guys collect coins or something no um yeah I'm wearing my uh, my Tony Stark glasses right now so anyway I've got uh for those of you not, you know, watching, you're just like, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I love smells. And this time of year, there's a soap that we have that is, an, it's called acorn spice, but it smells like, it just smells like November and Christmas. I don't really know what yeah. acorn spice is, but it smells really, really nice. It's a beautiful smell.
0: So what what do acorns smell
1: like? That's interesting. Yeah. I I think the acorn is just (laughs) one of those. Oh, acorns this time of year, but it's spice. Throw the word in there. Yeah. Think of a spice soap of some kind whatever. But anyway, it's really, really nice. You know, eggnog is officially out. Of course I love eggnog and I may or may not have had a drink of it already. But one of the things that I love is spiced cider, which I know you do too, captain. Very much. Yes. Here it is. Now this is, um, mm, this has been, we, we did it over. That's been a few days ago it sits in the refrigerator after that. And we throw all of the cinnamon sticks and the cloves in there as well in the j- mm-hmm. the jar. So they continue to mull. And uh, I love drinking cold cider afterwards. So I love it hot. And then yeah. afterwards, I love it cold. So this is, I mean, it is intense, man. It, it it burns. No, it really doesn't burn, but it's amazing. So it burns, it burns. We hates it. <laughs> yeah. ah! um, anyway, wow, that is, that is delicious. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this is really fun too, is that um well here. I'm drinking what is called American Roots. That's the name of the tea. It is from Happy Lucky's tea. American Roots? Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't
0: roots. know what roots were, but uh, like like Route 66, uh, uh American roots like highways. Yeah. Mm, that is terrific. So think about root beer.
1: Are you oh, root beer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Root beer. root beer, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of you root beers, uh rut beers, like like Elk's <laughs> Rutting. Um. So think of like when you think of rut beer, it's elk's rutting. So there you go. Oh,
0: you're just taking it too far, bro. Oh, it's, rut. Oh, it's terrible. Rut, rut uh. beer. Well, I'll tell you, if you know, uh. if, you're, if
1: you're down in some part of the country, you're saying rut beer, <laughs> root beer. beer. So what they put in here is, I well, I don't know all the spices, but I know that sarsaparilla is in here, which is very interesting. Yeah. Now, sarsaparilla by of itself is, eh, it's kind of weird, but you can taste that kind of root beer flavor. But then, and this is what brings it kind of a fall thing for me, is then you've got cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg and cardamom pods and all kinds of other so good dude it is it's like a fall drink mixed with like the end of summer it's good i mean it is good yeah. but
0: here's the other Sounds cool like part. It make me thirsty
1: so back in the day you know five almost four I guess it was four years ago we did this now we we talked with george from happy lucky's tea i did a in-person yeah. tea sampling we did some stuff it was all on the podcast and i haven't seen him in a while because you know obviously with covid i haven't seen a lot of people in probably about year and a half or so, but I hadn't even yeah. seen him before that because every time we would go in, he would not be there. And of course, whenever he was, we weren't there and that kind of thing. It was just kind of this un whatever, unfortunate <laughs> ships were not passing in the night kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. So the point is, is we were there the other day. I had to get some, some new tea and some, I was looking for some matcha and stuff too. And, and I, he was like, he's there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, George. He's like, now wait, who are you again? <laughs> of course we had our masks on
0: drink of water. Yeah. And I said, it's
1: Brian. He's like, Brian, I'm like the real Brian. Oh, the real Brian. Anyway, he's like freaking out. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in so long. And so we got to chatting. It was really, really cool to see him again. And he asked how the show was going. And I, of course I told him we're on video, but then I said, I want to learn how to blend tea. I've mentioned this just recently on the show. And he said, well, we're not doing any classes right now. He goes, but you know, here's some places you could go learn some stuff and then practice. And we talked, We talked Thai. We talked trash actually, but um, it was really I was nice. So
0: you guys speak Thai. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: it's cool. It's, it's nice. Um, anyway, oh, we, he gave me some tips in Thai. It was nice. And then I was talking about, I've been wanting to make a Vulcan spice tea because a couple of years ago, I tried it out and it just, it didn't really come together. And so therefore I was like, you know, the only mention of Vulcan spice tea, I think is in Star Trek Voyager when, you know, Ch- or what was it? Uh, not Chakotay. Chakotay's not Vulcan. Give me a break. No, he's not. Tuvok. Ah. gives Janeway a cup of Vulcan spice tea. And she goes, "Mm, yes, just what I needed kind of thing. And then she never drinks it, which I thought was ironic, but (laughs) nobody knows what it is. It's supposed to be really, really good. And you know, Janeway's all about coffee. So for her to drink a spice tea is pretty amazing. So I'm kind of nerding out with him a little bit. And he's like, you know, I don't watch Star Trek, so I really don't know what the heck a Vulcan spice tea would taste like. But you know, he is crazy nerding out on tea. So then he said, well, you need to get into, into the mind of a Vulcan. What would a Vulcan drink? And I'm like, it's yeah. a really good question, right? So, But this is the idea of how you blend tea.
0: You got to oh, okay. think about... Because nobody who watches Star Trek knows what a Vulcan tea tastes like either. They, no. They, you, but yeah, you've got to get into the mind of a Vulcan. Okay. Well, which I... So, and,
1: and this is what I loved about it is that he's talking about learning the taste of individual things. So for example, if you want to know what the taste of green tea tastes like straight, like this specific green tea, you need to drink it straight with nothing else. Or okay. if you want to know how to compare something to whatever, right? he'll say that he'll drink when he's steaming broccoli, he'll actually take a sample of the broccoli water to get a feel for what the broccoli tastes like in a water kind of thing so that he can compare it to other teas. And I mean, it was just like, wow, that's I've just, I've never gone ever thought of something like that. So then I got to thinking, okay, what would Vulcan think? Like, well, Vulcans are logical, right? Well, they definitely wouldn't drink black tea because caffeine is not logical. Because oh. if you're a Vulcan, this is my thought, by the way, even though here's the thing the Vulcan spice recipes online that I found all have black tea. Of course. And I thought, I don't think so because cav- <laughs> think about it. A Vulcan is about you eat healthy because that's logical. You exercise, right. that's logical. You get your sleep so that you have energy, that's logical. Why would you need caffeine? It's an addictive agent, that's not logical. So they wouldn't do right. black tea. But so then, Hmm. but then here's a question because white and green teas obviously have a lot of incredible health benefits. So would they drink that or would they only stick to herbal? Anyway, this is the kind of thing I was thinking about and I was like, (laughs) this is going to be interesting. So one of these days I'm going to figure this out and then I'm actually going to try some blending and. And then I'll share the recipe and you guys can go try it yourself. It'll be fun. All
0: right. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll await that with bated breath,
1: Brian. Oh yeah. With, with nerdy <laughs> breath on that one, man. You're not kidding, but dang. Anyway, so we're going to talk about, I got a lot on our honk list, by the way, we both do. And I want to clarify that, well, at least I should say this. I, I can't speak for you, captain, but when I say that I've watched a lot, I have not watched seasons of all of these shows. I've watched an episode right. or two here and there from a, right. a lot of different things just to get a good sample so that we could at least give you our initial thoughts on a lot of these. Cause a lot of people are saying, Hey, what did you think? Have you seen foundation? Um, what about star Trek lower deck season two? What about star Trek prodigy? What about star Wars visions? You know, yada, yada, yada. So, so much uh,
0: too much. <laughs> did yeah. you
1: see Shang-Chi? You know, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun with that. So a lot of stuff coming up, but here's something fun. And if you are watching us on YouTube right now, you get the privilege of seeing my screen, which I'm going to share right now. Now, if you are not watching on YouTube, well, just follow along in a minute. But will describe it. Now, the first thing that I want to do is describe what this is. Ben Tastic came to me and he said, dude, you have to check out this, this TV. It's a TV that becomes artwork. And I was like, wait, what? Like, Just send me a link, man. So it is a Samsung TV. You can get you know whatever sizes you want and that kind of thing, of course. But basically, what it is is that it's a TV, and then when you turn it off, it it literally looks like a piece of art that you would hang on your wall. Uh. So it's actually flush with the wall, like a frame would be. And the the what do you call them? the bezel? You know that goes around the TV, which is essentially the frame. Bezel. That's yeah. That's what they call them. Bezel. Bezel. You know Jeff Beazles, be Bezos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bozo. Bozos.
1: Um, so basically there's a cool little frame that goes around it, but then you can also buy custom bezels or bezels or whatever you want to, how you pronounce it to magnetically attach. And so they can have different oh. colors, different designs so that it can match other artwork frames that you have, or, you know, whatever colors you have in your home. And what's amazing is that, you know, the TV turns off itself, but it actually, it has a setting that you can turn on. It's a motion sensor so that it's off, but when somebody walks by it, it turns on and it shows the artwork that you've chosen. And part of that display is the actual matting that you would normally have around artwork, too. Okay. And then you can choose, and here's the cool part: you can choose from you know whatever Samsung has to offer. So they have like a nice little painting of the Golden Gate Bridge, and you know some other that, random okay. stuff.
0: I take issue with that as a marketing uh, from from a marketing standpoint. Why did they choose that childlike drawing of the Golden Gate Bridge as their Simplistic. splash screen? I mean it's I yeah. mean, all of the famous artworks they could show. Why that is that even famous? It's just well, maybe seems that weird. They
1: can't show the famous ones, who knows? Ah, weird. Okay. But you know, the here's the other cool part is you can upload your own artwork. So if you've got artwork right. that you've purchased or even made yourself, you can yeah, upload exactly. that and display it. And so the the whole point is, and this is what's really cool, is and again, if you're seeing this on YouTube, you can see all the cool stuff, is that you can actually make it look like there's artwork in your home and then turn on your TV and there it is. It's your TV, you know, and and what's cool about this. And and this is what I think is interesting is that we have so many people, like even my mom will say this sometimes and she'll be like, you know, I just can't stand, you know, the whole, the whole TV. It's it's just, for example, you know, like in, in their condo in um, up in the mountains and stuff like that, they'll say, you know, we don't want a TV here because it's supposed to look like a mountain cabin and we don't want, you know, the focus on the TV, which I completely understand that. How cool would it be yeah. to you know we always talk about how can you hide your TV and make it look classy and that kind of thing. And a lot of times you can't. Now that you can mount them on the walls, it looks better. <clears throat> but I mean, this is like the perfect solution to be able right. to find a way to I have my TV and I'm gonna use it, but oh, now it's artwork and no one knows any different and no one would even know it was there because that's all they would see is this artwork that just looks like artwork and that's it. So what a cool idea. Yeah. It's probably twenty thousand yeah. dollars, but um I was kind of curious to see, you know, you can get whatever size you want, but Oh, $4,000 for a 75
0: inch. Now that's, that's a, that's a big one. That's reasonable. So it is for you know, what you're getting. Oh, I mean, that's all reasonable. It is, it's a little bit of programming that they threw in there and you are pulling more electricity con- con- you know, constantly because you know, when you're not watching TV, it's still pulling electricity just to show you that image. Yeah. So I did I don't know how much, but I mean it's, so there's a little bit of that, but, but I mean, you can you can have like a Van Gogh in your, in your living room. People are like, did you buy that Van Gogh? Well, oh yeah. yes, I did. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> here's some sports. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, here's the thing too, is if you don't want to use the
1: electricity, you turn it off and then it's no big deal, but it's for when people are over and stuff and you know, I don't know, but it's 2000 for a 65 inch, but most people probably buy in the 40 to 50 something. And so, you know, it's, it's cheaper as you go lower and all that you can get up to 85 inches, by the way which I think would be wow. kind of cool, but it looks like a 40 something inch is going to go for $1,300 and you know, it's going to come down eventually it's new technology, but there you go. There you go. Boom! I like it. I just wanted to share that. I thought that'd be kind of fun. So thank you. Bentastic, for sharing that. That, I mean, that is something to nerd out on right now because Holy cow. I love it. I love how people are coming up with new in ingenuity, new ideas, all kinds of fun things. So there you go. I think it's time for Thanks an origin, for man. Origin time. What's going on?
0: Yeah. Give us something. We, it's been a couple of weeks, guys. I know. We, you're, I know. Are you you're, you're mouth watering for an origin? Well, I've so uh, I want... Yeah, I'm, I'm drooling too right now. Uh, uh, um, so I, I decided to pick a kind of a fall-themed origin for this episode. And I, you know, I just kind of snatched it out of the air and thought, corn maze. When did people start making corn mazes? Yeah. So from Wikipedia... A corn maze is a maze cut out of a field of corn. (laughs) Originally, (laughs) originally, the first first full-size corn maze was believed to be created in Annville, Pennsylvania in 1993. However, similar corn mazes were highlighted in newspapers as early as 1982. That makes sense. I mean, corn mazes have become popular tourist attractions in North America and are a way uh, for farms to generate tourist income. Corn mazes appear in many different designs. Some mazes are even created to tell stories uh, or to portray a particular theme. Most uh, have a path which goes all around the whole pattern, either to end in the middle or come back out again, with various, I mean, it kind of doesn't have to come back out again with various yeah. false trails diverging from the main path. It's a maze, right? To the, in the United kingdom, they are known as maze mazes. Ha ha. See oh that? yeah. As an M A I Z E as in the, uh, what is that? The Spanish word for maze, for, corn. Uh, for uh, corn, um, and are especially popular with farms in the East of England. These mazes are normally combined with other farm attractions of interest, uh, for to families and day trippers. Some of these attractions include hay rides, a petting zoo, Play areas for children and picnic areas. By the way, as of 2014, the Guinness World Record for the largest corn maze, Brian, was hmm. 60 acres Whoa. or 20, 24 hectares. Wow. Uh, created by Cool Patch Pumpkins in Dixon, California. That's a big corn maze. That's huge. Yeah, 60 acres. You really get lost in that. Um, So. Then I thought, well, what about the origins of mazes in general? So I did a little more digging. So uh, from the smithsonianmag.com and nbm.org, the word maze dates back from the 13th century and comes from Middle English uh, word mace. And it's an M and the A and the E are combined like they're like they're uh, conjoined twins. And the S, -S, M-A-E-S, that denotes delirium or delusion. Mazes have an ancient history spanning thousands of years through the first, uh, though the first mazes weren't mazes at all, but labyrinths uh, with a single winding path, not meant to confuse or puzzle the way we think of traditional mazes. See, I didn't know that labyrinths, are uh, a traditional labyrinth, and an ancient labyrinth was just a winding path, but it didn't have mm. false uh, false paths coming off of it yeah um, Labyrinths were first designed as spiritual journeys to guide the visitor along a single path, twisting yet serene. Mm. The first recorded labyrinth comes from Egypt in the fifth century BC The Greek historian Herodotus wrote that quote all the works and buildings of the Greeks put together would certainly be inferior to this labyrinth as regards labor and expense unquote. I had no idea that mm. there was an ancient labyrinth in Egypt that Herodotus purportedly recorded about that was that impressive. I, this yeah. is the first I've heard of that. Uh, and I, cool. I, I, I've studied a lot of history. One of the most famous labyrinths of antiquity is the Cretan labyrinth, the Cretan labyrinth, uh, which according to legend or Greek myth, How's the terrifying Minotaur at its yes. center? I love Minotaur. The Roman and the, the one that the Theseus killed. Yeah, the Roman Empire often employed labyrinthine motifs in their streets or above their doors, almost always accompanied by images of a Minotaur at the center. The labyrinths were thought to be a rep- uh, to represent the protection of fortification. That makes sense. Other labyrinths have been found in ruins in nor- of Northern European cultures. Uh, it is believed that Nordic fishermen, for instance, might have walked labyrinths before heading out to sea as a way of ensuring a plentiful haul and safe return. In Germany, young men would walk through labyrinths as they approached adulthood. Again, I didn't yep. know any of this stuff. Huh. After the fall of the Roman, en- Roman Empire, excuse me, most labyrinths took on a decidedly religious nature. No longer were they three-dimensional walled structures. instead, they could be found painted on the floors of walls of, uh, floors and walls of religious enclaves. The meaning of these labyrinths remains mysterious, though several theories exist. Some believe that the winding path was meant to symbolize the difficult life of an early Christian others feel that the labyrinths were meant to depict uh the entangling nature of sin still others believe that the labyrinths were used to create a sort of mini pilgrimage that a parishioner would take if they committed a small sin then during the middle ages labyrinths involved uh, evolved from spiritual journeys to amusing pastimes in the form of mazes so this is where mazes appear in the middle ages um as members of the nobility built up Uh, elaborate gardens they would often include some sort of hedge maze as a diversion for themselves and guests mazes have retained their close relationship with gardens ever since today most public mazes exist in the form of hedge mazes or corn mazes the latter being a distinctly American invention England with its long tradition of gardening has 125 mazes open to the public I don't know that's a lot of mazes so yeah I'm sure there are a lot in France too these articles didn't mention that so that's really cool Yeah, I love that. Indeed. Yeah. However, you know, one one thing I didn't find, Brian, just just to throw this out there, one thing I could not find was a more or less exact time when, I mean, other than the Middle Ages, I mean, I wonder where the first maze, who made the first maze? hmm. Surely, even though labyrinths were a thing for thousands of years before that, surely somebody back in Mesopotamia thought it was fun to draw what we would consider a maze just like as a little yeah. puzzle for their kids or something like that. Yeah. Um, but if they did, it wasn't, I mean, apparently it was never recorded or it certainly wasn't any of the sources that I found. So
1: I used to love going to those things. And we used to do them at night too, you know, where you'd, you'd, you'd literally yeah. try to get lost in the moonlight and then you try to
0: scare each other and you'd have your flashlights. And I mean, it was a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Awesome. I miss going to the corn maze. Actually, we haven't gone in a few years.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been decades since I went to a corn
1: maze. So it'd be fun to go again Yeah. yeah. Good times. All right, well, it is time to get into our honk list because, my goodness, so many things. And, you know, Sci-Fi November for me is a big one because I have my usual Starship Troopers, Fifth Element, you know, some of those shows that I classically watch every year kind of in the background, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually finally playing Mass Effect, by the way, too. You know, we got it. Oh, um, nice. That was a... Remember Remember that came in like a while ago, yeah. courtesy of Lord a Thunder? A yeah, months ago. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, things, things got busy. I'm not great into solo gaming, but I've been wanting to play that game. So of course it's sci-fi November. I'm into it now. I'm finally just kind of like, you know, I'm going to skip some of the busy work and just get to the story. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Good. So fun gaming on that. But besides those, we have a bunch of other things. I'm going to, you know, like foundation. Um, I'm finally watching season five of the expanse, which came out last year. Season six comes out December of this year. And it's the final season six episodes oh, wow. only.
0: Yeah. Wow. Which will be interesting. Final, they're they're Uh, see season six, they they've done seven whole books so far. Yeah. Um, sorry, there's something in my eye. Uh, they've done seven whole books. <laughs> just so crying far. because Expanse is going to be over. <laughs> I know this is what I can't. I can't. Well, it I, I'm a little. I, I'm so. So far in the Expanse, every season has more or less followed the, you know, it's it's uh, attendant book. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, with a few little you know variations here and there, but so they're going to try and combine a lot of stuff into six episodes on this final season. And that's a little scary to me.
1: I'm disappointed. It's only six. I wish they would do their yeah. usual 10 and, and I, I wish it would go another season. I'm really enjoying it, but
0: yeah. And there's going to be, I mean, we're, we're waiting for book eight to come out one of these days. So oh, I mean, they're wow. not done. Hmm. So I at least have loved it, it
1: I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Season five for me started off slow. It's, I don't mean, two or three episodes. And I think, and it's a little slow. There's some fun moments. There's some other, okay, what are we doing? Where where are we going? What's going on? But I mean, that show, that show has just been so good. And I mean, I, yeah, I see, I, because it comes out in December, I'm like, I got to save this until November of the following year, which I don't care because man, <laughs> when I watch it, it is awesome and it's a treat and it's a celebration. So yeah, I love the, the show way. so far. Yeah. But Foundation is another sci-fi show that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Lower Deck season two, of course came out. Star Trek Prodigy is this new animated Star Trek. Um, Star Wars Visions came out a little bit, a little while ago now, but people have been kind of like, is that any good? Um, Shang-Chi, which is the movie that came out in the theaters, I think close to two months ago, but not everybody's been going to the theaters and now it's out for streaming. And so I figured, hey, we got to talk about it then because some people went to the theaters. Everyone loved it that I have talked to that went to the theaters. So I'm like, let's watch it because for those of you who haven't seen it yet, So there's so many things. Oh, Finch, a Tom Hanks movie, post-apocalyptic Tom Hanks movie, where he builds a robot, finds a dog. That's pretty much all I know about it. And I want to see that too. Looks good. It's an Apple TV plus. I know you love that. And you know, most of the time, Tom (laughs) Hanks puts out good movies most of the time. So most of the time, yeah, I appreciate that. But why don't we jump into Shang-Chi first? Let's review that and then I'll go over some of my TV show stuff briefly just because I want to talk about some of those things. But we wanted to, oh, and I've got some new music for you too. So I wanted to give you just a few things to consider consuming because there's stuff out there that's really good. Um, The Rookie, oh, by the way, speaking of The Rookie, because if some of you are like, I don't know, I'm not into the sci-fi or superhero stuff. The Rookie this season is great. Very well, very well done. Um, I was not a fan of last season. I thought that they put too much agenda. Again, message is good, but when the agenda kind of takes the story and makes it secondary, it just wasn't as fun to watch this season. On the other hand, I mean, it's, it's up there. They're doing a really nice job so far. So awesome. I appreciate the rookie anyway, but let's, uh, let's talk Shang Chi. So first of all, I'm just going to say this. I loved it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I've heard a lot of good, a lot of people said good things about it. Yep. I didn't have a whole lot of expectations. <clears throat> I don't know. My voice is really going out. <laughs> this is just not easy drink a tea. I know. Well, I have been, man, I've been drinking. it. It's almost gone. So <laughs> it is good. It is a Marvel superhero movie. Um, I did a little bit of research to find out, okay, when was the comic done? And I guess it was created back in the early seventies. So, you know, he is a Chinese martial artist that has the power of these 10 rings. Cause it's the legend of the 10 rings, you know, um, hmm. that's about all I know. And of course, the movies take liberties and and change things up, which is fine, but it is in the actual Marvel cinematic universe. They do have some cameos from actual, you know, Avengers characters and other things like that. So I I liked that apparently does a lot with daredevil iron fist, some of those guys, which is cool, but they've not really combined those yet in the Marvel universe. I'm kind of waiting to see if they ever do that, but um, anyway, so I really liked it. Overall, it was very fun, very fun to watch. I'm also, this may be a little bit of a bias. I'm a huge fan of Chinese culture. I absolutely, I mean, I've been to Taiwan twice. I love Chinese culture. Uh, I mean, the music, the the language, just everything about it's very beautiful to me. So that might be a bit of a bias as to why I liked it so much. Although ironically, I didn't really get into Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for example, just wasn't my style, even though this kind of goes along with that style, but it's still yeah, superhero based. So I liked that, but what's your overall thoughts, captain?
0: Well, I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, it, and I thought that it, it reminded me a little bit of how I felt about B- Black Panther when it came out. You know, Black Panther came out with a lot of fanfare and a lot of "Oh my God, this is the best Marvel movie ever" type of thing, et cetera, et cetera. And when I watched it, I was like, "It was okay. It was good, but I, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the Avengers by any stretch no. of the imagination, no. um, or 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 those movie. In my opinion, again, or it, the, any of the Avengers movies uh, and their and their split off movies. I I'd thought they were were hands down better than Black Panther or Shang Chi. Hmm. Um, I thought the acting and the special effects were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the fight scenes were awesome. Oh man, uh, that's that's the strongest part of this movie is the fight scenes, uh, very yeah. well choreographed.
1: That was uh, that was yeah. something actually. The fight scenes I, I thought were, I mean, it was just kind of like okay, you've got your your actual martial arts, you've got your Chinese kind of traditional mythological fighting that they do. You've got superhero fighting. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, and and speaking of that too, this was the other thing. So not only are they mixing all that together, but they are also mixing together, you know, history, Chinese culture and American culture. And so they, they did a really good job of kind of combining all of those things into the movie music culture. And then of course the fighting, like you were talking about too, that just, yeah, it was well done.
0: It was. And the fighting was like a mix of like what I would consider a Jackie Chan movie and crouching tiger hidden dragon. There was like a, a melding. Sometimes it was more Jackie Chan style. Sometimes it was more crouching tiger style. Yeah. Sometimes it was a mix. Um, yeah, but, but I thought that overall the plot, the plot just felt thrown together. I didn't think it was a very deep plot. I, I thought it was a little bit of a shallow plot. There were parts of the movie where I was kind of falling asleep. Um, but, but overall, I mean, I just, I was, I was just kind of, uh, I'm just not that interested. But, but, but overall, I thought it was. I mean, I, I enjoyed the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it doesn't require much, much thought, or, you know, it's just, just have fun. Aquafina. This is my first exposure to Aquafina. Oh, yeah. She was great. Yeah, I had no idea awesome. who she was. Yeah. Uh, I like <laughs> I don't her know a lot. Who she was, but I thought she was. Um, she played a really good sidekick in this yeah. movie. So. Um, she's great but yeah, I had a good time watching it. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd rate this movie like a, I'd, I'd say a six out of 10. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd go eight out of 10. Okay. I, I thought, um, I actually liked the story. Um, you know, you're right. It's not too terribly complicated, but I don't think really any of them are, you know, I, I yeah. watch foundation and that's a complicated story to follow. <laughs> it's none of the Marvel,
0: complicated. Yeah.
1: yeah. None of the Marvel movies are really complicated. Um, I, you know, is it as good as Avengers? No. Is it, I liked it better than Black Widow personally. I mean, I thought Black Widow was good, but to me this, this was, well, see, that's the thing. I felt like Black Widow had good parts, but also they, they missed a lot of opportunity. Whereas to me, I actually felt this was well put together. Um, Okay. But, you know, so, okay. I wanted to bring up the Black Panther thing. Um, It's, it's funny you said that because I had a weird thought going, okay. So Black Panther to me was, Well, Black Panther's been around forever, right? But the way they did some of that, they put a lot of agendas into it, which they didn't need to. They just needed to do the movie and everybody goes, wow, this is so cool. Wakanda's awesome. Black Panther's awesome. This culture's awesome, you know? You don't need to tell me that. You just show me because you showed me and it's awesome, right? Same with um, Captain Marvel. You didn't need to tell me that she was a badass. You just needed to do it because she is. But when you tell me that, (laughs) it's like me saying, hey guys, I'm funny. I'm, I'm funny. Listen to how funny I am. I don't need to tell you that. I just need to make you laugh. And if I don't make you laugh, then clearly I'm not funny. Right? So I hated that about Black Panther and about, um, Captain Marvel was, they had to tell me how cool they were instead of just showing me to me, this, it is all Chinese culture. And they didn't need to tell me how cool Chinese culture was. They didn't need to tell me how awesome they are and how, how they should be treated. They just put out a great movie and I respected every bit of it and I loved it and I fell in love with that Chinese. I mean, I fell in love with the yeah. Chinese culture a long time ago. I love it still. And to me, I mean, just watching, oh my gosh, uh, Michelle Yeoh coming! Oh, I love her too.
0: She. It's oh, wait. so
1: wonderful. His, was uh, Michelle his aunt. Yeoh the
0: one in Discovery? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when I first saw her, I was like, Oh, thank God it's she's on here. Yeah. And I forgot that she was on crouching tiger. She was much younger in crouching. Oh tiger.
1: yeah. Well, I mean the um, casting yeah, was
0: was, she's an amazing woman. Yeah. yeah.
1: In yeah. fact, some of the people, I mean, Aquafina, you know, I, I know Aquafina, but I didn't know all the casts. Some of them are, are newer cast. I've never seen before, but they just did all a phenomenal job. And then of course there's some other cast in there that we've seen around before, which is great. Like for example, uh, Ben, uh, I can never remember his last name, but the guy that plays um, Trevor, who Wong. was the Mandarin.
0: Oh yeah, you know Ben, ben Kingsley. Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley yeah. thank
1: you. Uh, the Mandarin in, in in Iron Man three, they brought him back, <laughs> in, and 3, I was just yeah. like, oh, he's
0: so. I love Ben Kingsley too. They brought his character back, not just I Ben know. Kingsley, but his. And that was that was really strong. I liked that. Yeah,
1: yeah. and Wong, of course, from Doctor Strange. I love right. him. He's he's honestly probably my favorite character from that movie too. So. It was great to see him as well. But, you know, the whole thing is, is like they, to me, there was no agenda in this movie, but it was a beautiful telling of Chinese culture that I think people need to see. And yes, there's the traditional mythological side of things that they brought into it, which I've seen it around. To me, it was a cool portrayal in a way that I've never seen really in a live action before. You know, have I ever seen those lion thing. Usually you see them in statues, you know, the lion with the tusks and I don't know what they're called, but um, you see them in statues and things like that. Then of course the traditional dragon, the really long slender, you know, the Chinese dragon and all that. Um, You see them, you see them in pictures, you see them in animated video games, games, but I've never seen them in live action like this before. And oh my gosh, I was just like, this is so cool. When that dragon came out of the water, I was like, whoa, oh my gosh. Uh, By the way, we're not spoiling much here. It's no, we're a not. Little spoiling. Bit- Nothing
0: we're saying is a spoiler. Yeah,
1: no, no. But I know you thought maybe there was a little too much of that.
0: No, actually, I I just thought what my thoughts about the 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 mythological, the mythological creatures aspect was when when I when I saw them, it was like, well, of course, I wasn't sure. surprised uh, okay. at all because it was just it's it's it, To me, the whole thing the, the the Chinese culture part of this movie was very surface. And it was just a very, like, here's, here's this aspect of this very tiny, by the way, aspect of Chinese mythology. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And, uh, and it was well done. It was just not surprising to me at all. So,
1: yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. But then again, if it's part of their culture, you know, then
0: see, well, like, and, and like I said, one tiny little tiny, tiny part of the culture. I mean, that's yeah. just oh, one little- I know bit of their mythology but yeah see when it's i certainly the most popular aspect of the mythology
1: there's a, a portion of the movie that i actually thought was very imaginative and creative how they did it but i get what you're saying you know they could have yeah. done more but then again you know there's only so much time They, i mean it was a two and a half hour movie uh man yeah. the scenery in it was great too i don't know, i don't know where they filmed all this but yeah. it, was, it was well done i hope it, it was, wasn't that- just green screen i hope it was some some of it was actual real i don't know
0: And I'm not, I'm not thinking that they could have done more. I just don't, I don't know what, I honestly don't have an opinion as to what they could have done differently. Sure. I just thought that the, that all of the Chinese aspects of the movie, just the cultural and mythological aspects in the film were very surface and not surprising and not, not deep, you know, not really well developed, I guess. Okay. And you're right. They only had a certain amount of time, but that, that's just how it felt. So.
1: Well, the humor is good. Typical Marvel humor, yeah. which is a- exciting. And actually the music, oh my gosh, I don't know if you paid attention to the soundtrack, but it's very Chinese. And then they have some American style stuff. And then of course, you know, just the typical pop songs that Marvel loves to throw in was great. But you know, yeah. like the whole Hotel California thing was awesome at the end. But yeah.
0: the the <laughs> actual... When Aquafina, Aqua <laughs> again, this is not a spoiler, but when, when, when anytime uh, karaoke is mentioned, she's all like... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so
1: adorable. It's awesome. She's awesome. She's- <laughs> and honestly, she did. She did really well in this movie. But if you really want to see her acting chops, go watch the the third Jumanji, which is the second of the new ones. She was like brilliant in that movie. Just absolutely amazing. Okay. But no, I mean, the the soundtrack, the score, I don't even know who did it. I need to go look. But the Chinese score was so good. I mean, I was the whole movie I'm just sitting here again. This is if you like Chinese style music, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I have to get the soundtrack. It's so good. It's just mesmerizing. But anyway, I love that. So now well, one thing I want to mention, Oh, I just want to say one more thing. No agendas. Like again, I already said it. I'm saying it again. <laughs> no agendas. Thank you, Marvel. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a movie without agendas. Just showing us. I appreciated it. One thing I want to mention because they did have two end credit scenes. So definitely stick around for that. If you haven't already, This is not a spoiler at all. I mean, yes, it's an end credit, but it doesn't spoil anything because I'm not giving anything else away. But banner Bruce Banner does make a quick appearance. I mentioned some Marvel cameos. And again, this does not spoil anything in the movie at all, but I had to talk about this because I don't understand what's going on here. He is full banner. Last we saw banner in Avengers Endgame, He was half banner, half Hulk all the brains of banner and all the brawn of Hulk and they'd work together to combine it. And it was really awkward looking and I actually didn't like but, it. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it ended. And in this he's full banner again with a arm and a sling. Oh yeah. What yeah. happened? And of course they didn't explain we anything, but this is kind of one of those, like, <laughs> is this a joke? Is this an accidental thing? Did they not pay attention to this? Did they not have the money to, you know, Hulk him out? Is no, this that was,
0: uh, that was on knowing, but knowing Marvel that was fully on purpose. I want to know what's going we on. Just have to, we we all do, and we just have to wait and see yeah. how it ties in. Yeah, that's so what, that's one thing I like about Marvel's, the one thing I like about Marvel is that they really do a good job of tying everything together eventually. So
1: I wanted to point that out because I'm sure, I'm sure that went over the heads of some people. Didn't even think twice yeah, about it because I think too. this is a big yeah. issue that um we might be. I don't know. I don't know what it's all about. So. Check it yeah. out. Anyway, I mean whether whether you're you're in love with it or not, and I I think it was totally recommended either way. It's fun to watch. But um obviously we have slightly differing opinions on um okay. how much we liked it, but it's still fun. So there you go. Shang Chi. Yeah, it was fun. And The Legend of the Ten Rings. There you go. All right, so Star Trek Prodigy. I'm gonna mention this really quickly. This is a new animated show that just recently came out. I think they're on episode four or five right now. And it's okay. So, whatever reason Star Trek's been putting out a lot kind of like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. And they did animated, they did Star Trek Lower Decks, which was definitely for adults, definitely adult themed. And now they yeah. have Prodigy, which is definitely more family oriented. It's not adult themed at all. Um what's interesting about this that I'm I'm not entirely sure how to take it. It kind of feels like Star Wars The Phantom Menace, you know where it's like <laughs> it's for kids. No, wait, it's for adults. No, it's for kids. And then there's like this weird tension going on, you know, and it's like, Oh, Misa so crazy. And nobody likes me. <laughs> and I, I don't know, dude, it's um, uh, there's, there's too much of a tension there because there's this one character in there that at first I was like, this is a cool character. And then the character spoke and I went, what the, <laughs> okay, this is odd. Now um, yeah. there's some super kid cheesy parts. Super, like almost Jar Jar style. And I went, I don't know about that. And then there's some other stuff that I'm like, this is, you know, if you're not a Star Trek fan or if you're too young to have watched Star Trek, you don't have a clue what's going on. So interesting. It's it's for Star Trek fans. It's for adults. And yet it's for like little kids. And I'm going, I don't really know how to take this.
0: Yeah. And little kids aren't going to have any, almost all of them aren't going to have any Star Trek lore behind their belts yet. So only
1: thing I can think uh, of is they're going to make action toys and make money off it. I mean, that's like, it's all about merchandising. I I hope that's not why they're doing this, but that kind of, it's how it feels to be honest. Okay. But then again, there's some interesting story and it takes itself a significantly more seriously than lower decks does. Yeah. So Hmm. it's like, okay, well, I kind of want to follow this because it's a good story, but it's really kids. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, The first first it was a it was like a long episode, which was one and two, you know, together. I liked it. Episode three was okay. And that's as far as I've gotten. So, but, you know, they're 24 minute episodes. so We'll see now Star Wars visions. This is an interesting one because a lot of people had a lot of high expectations, a lot of hype for it saying this is the way Star Wars was meant to be yada, yada, yada. These are short episodes, nine, 13 minute episodes, you know, somewhere in there. It's anime. It's full on anime. So it's each episode, by the way, is different. This is the other thing that's very fascinating. And so the first episode has a almost, almost like a black and white pencil sketch style, even though it's not just black and white, but it's how it feels. Yeah. The first episode was seven samurai field. Totally. You could tell it was, oh, I know okay. that's George, one of George Lucas's hugest, you know, influences. I know that that's what it was meant to be. You know, the traditional samurai saves the village from, you know, the bullies and stuff like that. It was good. I liked it. It was nine minutes long. It was fun. I wasn't blown away by the way, but it was very enjoyable to watch. Now, the second episode, I was just like, what the, what, what did I just watch? (laughs) Literally. I have, that was bizarre to me. It was really weird. It was, it was a, it was a rock band, like a, a modern present day style rock band in star Wars lore. And I went, what the heck? I mean, it was, it was so bizarre. It didn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't recommend that. It was a dumb, uh, to me, it was a dumb episode. The third one, I was just kind of like, eh, it's okay. So, you know, for people that were going like, oh my gosh, this is the way Star Wars was meant to be. I'm going to be like, did you watch Star Wars or have you seen this? This was, this <laughs> is weird. This, yeah. this is weird, but apparently every episode is different. It's like a short story that has nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Is from what I understand. And so I was I, looking through the IMDB ratings And the first one was rated well. The second one that I mentioned I didn't like was rated very low. And Mm -hmm. they kind of jump all over the place depending on the episode. Some are rated high and some are rated really low. And so it's a bizarre series. I don't really know what the point of it is or what the purpose or why they're doing it. But um, it's
0: interesting. But it sounds like they're doing like a like a Star Wars version of Love, Death, and Robots, which, by the way, I just started oh, watching yeah, this last week. Yeah. Finally, yep. I'm several years behind on this, guys. I know, but if you haven't seen, seen Love, it. Death, and Robots and you can stand very, very adult content, it's it's blow your mind away. Good, it's okay. so. Good And they're like 10 to 15 episodes, 10 to 15 minute episodes. Very adult though. Okay. Not for children, not even sort of. Okay. Um,
1: but, well, maybe, maybe that's what they're wow. doing. I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's good to know that that's good. And yeah, I mean, you know, if you <laughs> want to check out Star Wars visions, just to say, I, you know, let me see for myself. You may like it more than I do. I love good anime. I'm not that well versed in anime. I've, never, I've not watched a lot of it, but the ones I've seen, I've really, really enjoyed because it was well done and it had a good story. So anyway, I'm, I'm, what st- you think. I'm yeah. throwing that out. Yeah. If you've seen it, let me know yeah. what you think too, because maybe maybe the season makes more sense as it goes. I don't know. Now, speaking yeah. of making sense, the, the TV show Foundation, which is based on Isaac Asimov's book series, apparently, Classic by the way, series. yeah, so it was written in the 40s and 50s, and apparently the showrunner has plans for eight seasons, 80 episodes total, so 10, se- 10 each season. Interesting. We'll see if that actually happens but he really right. wants to cover all of the books and how it flows because i was trying to look this up a little bit because i watched the first three episodes and i didn't really know what was going on it's it's yeah. complicated and this is what i was saying earlier when we we're talking about shang chi it's like it's complicated and in some ways I, I love that like let me really think and try to get into this and try to figure out what's going on that's why i used to, I, I loved like the older m night Shyamalan movies because you really had to think and did you see that did you know that was coming kind of thing Mm -hmm. foundation is very similar except just from a totally different perspective and you know different style but uh the other thing that's confusing about it is it jumps around a lot so there's a lot of you know 30 years ago and present day and in the future and 17 years ago and 140 you're just like oh my gosh what but but they don't tell you
0: well, but as opposed to the witcher, they actually say 30 years ago. <laughs>
1: sometimes. <laughs> you know, the, oh, witcher yeah.
0: just, the witcher just jumps around. Doesn't, they just totally let you, let you leave you to figure it out. Yeah. but
1: Well, and, and that's the thing sometimes they do. So there's one episode where they're talking about the empire and they're mm-hmm. saying 30 something years ago, 17 years ago, present day. But then they go to the colonists. I'm trying not to give much away here. They don't right. tell you what time you're in. They just show you and you're like, wait a minute, who, who's this? And then they go, oh, and then there's a flashback of who that person is. But wait, how does that person relate to the other main character that we've seen that we don't see now? What's going on? So I'm still a little lost at three episodes. But the first episode to me was really, really, really good. Like I was going, okay, this is awesome sci-fi, like hardcore sci-fi. The atmosphere. Oh, yeah. The story. Incredible first episode. It was beautiful. Um, The second one to me was slower. There were good parts. And then there were some okay parts to me. And ironically, I actually liked the third one better than the second one, even though it's rated lower. Um, But then, so the first part of it I liked, which I was talking about with the Empire, I liked that because I got to see a little bit more there. And then they jump to the colonists and it's like, jump around, jump around and let's slam this together in about 20 more minutes or 15 minutes is all we have left for the episode. So I'm not entirely sure what's going on or maybe they'll expand upon that, but... I'm optimistic and I'm enjoying it. I'm just not entirely sure what I'm watching yet. So what about you?
0: I'm just going to say one more thing about foundation is that I thought that the first episode was incredibly good science fiction. I've rarely seen better, but every, I'm like five or six episodes in and every episode is a little less good for me than the first okay. one. It's like, it's like by episode five, it's like, where are they going with this? And episode six, it's like, I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, it's just, it, it, I, I feel like the I feel like the the story degrades over time, hmm. so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that they'll pull out of this nosedive that they're in for me at least. But boy, it starts out with a bang. I tell you what,
1: that's tell you what. the ratings would um, correspond to what you just said there, based on really? what I was yeah. looking. I, I was looking, and I've not
0: looked at any of the ratings. So that's, that's I only did enough.
1: out of just more of I'm curious, not mm-hmm. not like I wanted to influence me, but more out of I don't know what's going on and but I'm going to finish it one way or the other. And yeah, I, I feel like the uh, man, that first episode was like, it was an hour and 10 minutes. And I thought this, this should have just been a full length movie. Eventually they should have just made it two hours. It would have been an amazing movie. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but I, do, yeah, I do know that Lord Thunder's loving it. I don't know how far he is. He did say that it does get better and makes more sense. Okay. So, um, We'll keep moving, man. We'll keep moving. We'll have some yeah. fun. Keep going. Keep on going. So there you go. Those are some of I mean, a lot like I said, we've checked out a couple of episodes here and there and some other things and having fun doing this stuff. I did finish Ted Lasso season two. Very oh, interesting. Um I was gonna mention just really briefly on that is that I liked season one much better, but they really die they did they dove into some stuff in season two that they didn't do in season one. And on one hand I go you know, season one was just so positive and happy and it's what I need. It's a feel good thing. Season two, not as much, even though there's still some of that. It's like, let's get into the messy parts of relationships and people's emotions. And I just thought, you know, it's good. It's deep. I really like the happy, feel good stuff right now though. But yeah, it is interesting and where they went does make sense. And I I don't necessarily just disagree with it, but it is a good, it's still a great show. A little bit too much profanity because it's, it is gratuitous or it's it's a hundred percent gratuitous. It's just like th- there's something to be said about profanity. And then there's something to be said about, okay,
0: enough. Just hey, enough. people in sports curse a lot. I don't know. What, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. I just, I kind of like too much,
1: man. But other than that, whatever. Um, all right. A couple songs I want to share. This is the final part of our honk list. And then we will uh, send you on your merry way into the weekend and all that three songs that I found that I love these artists. So first of all, Lord, remember Lord.
0: Oh, Lord, and Lord. <laughs> Anytime I hear the name Lord, I think of South park. I'm sorry. Oh,
1: <laughs> she has a new album out and some of it's okay, but there's a song in there that I really liked it was called moon rising. It's really nice, but check it out. I mean, if you're a fan of Lord, there's some good stuff. It is a little different. You know, her earlier work has a real unique style. She sounds a certain way. This one it's just different. Um hmm. and okay. in some ways I don't like it as much, but then you know this song in particular I was a big fan of. And some of the other ones are a little too poppy for her. She had some other stuff that, you know, she's like, she had her, her token pop songs, and then she had some really good Lord style. This yeah. one feels more poppy, Lord which style. is yeah, Lord style. Ex Ambassadors. I mean, I, I found these guys a few years ago. I think um Miss Ice actually, I think, brought them to my attention a long time ago. They had some good stuff, but there's a new newer song they have called beautiful liar. That is who um, it's interesting because it's a little bit different from their style, but still really encompasses what they do best. So it's really good. And then here's a surprising one to me. This, this really, cause you know, I love discovering new music and I'm always looking. And then I see ABBA as in uh, yes. 1960s right. and 1970s ABBA.
0: That's right. They came out with a new album. I can't believe a it. A new album. It's called
1: Voyager. I was like, wait a minute. Is this a joke or is this, you know, like they've been doing this with Tom Petty and some of the other artists that have died. They'll pull out songs that were B sides and saying, Hey, it's new song. Wait, where did this come from? So I was thinking like, wait, are they just kind of pulling out B sides from ABBA? Oh no, this is a brand new album. It's their first studio album in 40 years. Wow. I mean, that's incredible. I look at that and I, first of all, I'm a huge ABBA fan. I love their music. I mean, I always did. I didn't like Mamma Mia, by the way, that movie drove me crazy. I, I watched that movie and was almost like nauseous afterwards. It's just not my style, but I love ABBA. That's the thing. I love their music. And anyway, so I was, I was checking this out and i was just like, okay, yeah, they sound older, of course it, but it's still their style. It's like, it's got a little bit of a Is modern it? flair, but it's still their traditional style. So it's so cool, dude. If you like ABBA, check it out. I threw a don't shut me down that song into the TRBS 2021 mix on Spotify All three of these songs are on there. But totally, if you're an ABBA fan, it's it's worth listening to. It's fun. Cool.
0: Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. If I were to ever create a corn maze, I would put a hot dog stand in the center. I would make the maze so difficult to solve that it would feel like I was holding the hot dogs captive. Captive hot dogs just taste better.
1: Oh, yes. You know what the music means. Thank you for joining us today. It has been so wonderful. We really appreciate it. Music. Always love it. Love it. Yeah. I know what
0: it means. Have,
1: yes. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to all of you in the States. Have a glorious week. We'll see you next Friday. It's going to be a fun episode. Realbryanshow.com or all the show notes in the description below. Realbryanshow is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production
0: of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.